Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And let's face it, uh, crypto really is all of our business and, and has become so in such a powerful way the last few years. And yet there's this level of fear and volatility like uh, like really uh, we hadn't seen before. And uh, I love having on our program uh, the one and only Cody Willard. A lot of people know him from Fox Business, or they know him from CNBC, or they know him from his uh, hedge fund. And, of course, his newsletter, tradingwithcody.com, is one of my personal favorites. Uh, and we always love having him on. We get great feedback every time on the program. Uh, Cody, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me as always. Yeah, crypto is a great topic. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know we're seeing the, we're seeing a great crypto crash. Another, you know, this happens. Um, it's happened several times. This one is going to wash out. A, you know, I, I think you and I have talked for you know several last couple three years about the fact that there are probably 99.99 percent of all the 17 or 18 thousand cryptocurrencies out there are silly, stupid, or fraudulent, or all three. And um, the, the, look, it's we need to wash all that stuff out. And I've been saying that for a long time. I've been waiting and hoping the SEC would show up before all of this sort of washed out. But you know, it's eventually they'll show up and quote unquote ride to the rescue after this stuff is already, you know, most of the crap is already being washed out right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's funny, especially when you look at crypto. You know, it was built. It was built on the idea of uh, anonymity to a certain extent. We don't want government messing with us. Uh, want to be kind of free wielding, and yet at the same time, the more you have that kind of complete laissez-faire. Uh, really the kind of chaos and mess and the nefariousness that you've been talking about. There's a delicate balance between regulation that makes sense and uh, the kind of pandemonium that uh, we uh, we have seen, you know, uh, going on. Uh, there's a, I'm sorry, a balance between pandemonium, rather, and, uh, you know, obstructive ruling that makes it impossible for anything to grow. There's a balance between there. And uh, unfortunately, the government's doing a terrible job. And that's what, you know, it's been frustrating for me is that there are thousands of existing laws that are being violated, have been violated by most of these cryptocurrencies, the vast majority of them. And, you know, they're securities or they are um, pump and dumps outright or they're outright frauds. And, um, you know, there's the, the, the SEC could have and should have prosecuted and been going after fraud this whole time. And, um, you know, that's their job. But it's not, I'm, I'm not looking, everyone has been talking about the fact that we needed new regulations or something for cryptocurrency, which, you know, it's fine. Yes, they do need to make sure that things are tailored um, to a, a new revolutionary industry. Look, I've been in Bitcoin since 2013. I've been a long time believer in cryptocurrency but uh you know the last two years it was a bubble and it was crazy and it shouldn't have been like that and there should have been prosecutions for outright fraud it's not that hard 
Yeah, and you raise a really good point uh, because, uh, and you're not the only one who has uh, said things like this. Uh, Dan Roberts, who you probably know from uh, who was with Yahoo Finance, now Decrypt.co, he's on the show uh, often, and he said the exact same thing. And you sit there and you look at it, and it's like it's almost like they would like to see uh, cryptos, all of them crash and burn, uh, and not have a prayer because this kind of ridiculous hands off, even though there's plenty of law to enforce is it's it's pretty bizarre it is and in the end you know i'm still a believer in bitcoin i still own my you know some of the stuff the bitcoins i've owned for almost a decade now but um you know in my hedge fund i have no cryptocurrency exposure right now i'm short off and on some of the cryptocurrency exchanges and crypto stocks and stuff um but you know, this is the washout, and this is healthy, and it's good. And on the other side of this, um, you know, Bitcoin, look, there's still this sort of paradigm shift that has happened in the U.S. economy and the U.S. Pol- geopolitical place in the world, and the petrodollar is at threat more than it ever has been. Not that I think it's going away anytime soon, but, you know, like there's a bigger threat to sort of U.S. dominance in general right now than there ever has been. And the paradigm of the Federal Reserve being able to cut rates to boost up markets because inflation has been reportedly so low for so long, that that paradigm is over. And I don't know when that will come back. And in the end, I'm not sure the Fed is going to be able to get this figured out without, you know, some more damage to the currency. And over time, I think Bitcoin, the promise of Bitcoin and um it specifically as a cryptocurrency is is it's going to be just you know more powerful than ever probably that would be a very good time to be in crypto in some ways isn't it when you look at how crazy the the standard the the government fiat approaches to money that's i guess that's what i'm saying is that i think over the next five or ten years You'll probably want to start buying some Bitcoin here if you haven't yet. It's down another 7% today after being down like 10 or 12% yesterday. I mean, it's at 17,000. It was at 66 or 67,000 a year ago. And, you know, I'm not saying it's going to bottom here, but I think over time you want to start owning some Bitcoin. If you don't yet, it's probably, ooh, just broke 17,000. It's at 16,994 as I'm talking. Um, yeah. And look, yeah. again, I'm not rushing in to buy it in the hedge fund today or anything, but I do plan to start buying, putting some Bitcoin back into the hedge fund um, at some point here uh, relatively soon. It's slowly yeah. but surely. Well, talk about not only, you know, we did a good job on government negligence and, and in some ways government hostility. We've certainly seen South Korea and China uh, globally. But now you've got the threat by the European Union uh, that this is the second time they've threatened to uh, really do a crackdown on Bitcoin mining. That, that you know, I don't know. I have, like, mixed feelings. On, on the one way, that enhances shortages, which increases uh, the price of something, the value of something. On the other hand, long-term-wise, that would be traumatic. What's your sense about that? The idea, of course, being to, because it is energy demanding and there's an energy crisis Government created, of course, in this case, Russia and its allies uh, in Europe. Talk a little bit about that, your sense about it. Sure. So, you know, the argument 
can be made, and I, I, I'm not going to advocate either side really here, but the argument from Bitcoin believers is that building, um, you know, like Bitcoin mining um, energy production facilities next to dams or waterfalls or in the desert or using clean energy to create um, Bitcoin mining opportunities um, is over the long run helping to create more energy for the grid. Um, obviously, there are times when those um, power generation plants would actually feed energy into the grids. And that's probably true. Um, there's also certainly a lot of extra electricity burned up in people's apartments in random cities throughout Europe and the United States and even in Africa um, or anywhere else that have, uh, you know, a cheap Bitcoin mining computer sitting there trying to get 10 20 $30 worth of Bitcoin mining done every day. Um, and that stuff certainly burns energy and drives up the prices of electricity for everybody else. So there's, you know, it's, it, 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 there's both going on. Um, you know, it, 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 over the long run, none of that really matters to the prospect, the concept of Bitcoin as a de facto currency standard, a de facto standard for currencies throughout um, the globe. And I think that has been a slow slow but sure um, movement, especially in developing countries. If you're in Iraq or Venezuela <coughs> or somewhere that you've lived through endless hyperinflationary cycles, you spend your life trying to figure out how to get your money turned into either dollars or these days at least a little bit of Bitcoin. And I think that is a... Um, a long-term trend that won't that won't change, and even the developed world recognizes the needs for um, you know a non-fiat currency, especially right now during the the high inflationary cycle that we're living through here in the United States and Europe. Yeah, that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. We're out of time. Talking to Cody Willard, one of my favorites, a fan favorite, a personal favorite. Cody uh, TradingWithCody.com is his website to learn more about his newsletter as well as his hedge fund. Uh, Cody, final thoughts as we wrap it up. Hey, the final thoughts is you know the revolutions are real. The concept of um, decentralization for our financial systems is actually going to be powerful but you know we again we've got to wash through the silly fraud and um just outright even just like stupid cryptocurrencies that are out there in the measuring in the many many thousands of them so yeah. you know it's just part of the cycle i guess i'll just repeat that as my final thoughts today everything will work out in the end for the united states that is my final thought how about that I like that. That's a good note to end on. Uh, Cody, always love having you on. Look forward to having you on again soon. I'm Kevin Price, and this is The Price of Business.